0: Nick, are you there?
1: Are you there? Really?
0: Well, if that's your attitude, I'll do it without you. I mean, frankly, you make a big deal about this doing the podcasting, but I think it's very easy. Surely all I do to start the podcast is push this button here. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 268 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Joe Davis and it's lovely to have you along with us. Sadly,
2: Nick has
0: COVID. Yep, he is recovering from COVID and, uh, and so Nick, you're not here, are you?
2: No, I'm, I'm on my deathbed. This is shocking. I'm, I'm, I'm clinging on. I'm doing. We're
0: all very sorry for. You. I am sorry for you, mate. It is no laughing matter. Uh, how are
2: you, <laughs> dear? Yeah, well, I've been better. I've been better. You know, I feel. I feel uh, the worst of it is I sort of feel hungover, but actually, I haven't actually been drinking anything. That's really annoying. That it's sad. That's, it's the worst of both worlds. I feel. But uh,
0: yeah, you want to get on the night nurse? That'll make you feel lousy.
2: How was your sleep, though? Me <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds very carry on at that moment anyway oh no sorry yes no a night nurse (laughs) sorry night
0: nurse for those of you who don't know isn't an actual nurse (laughs) sorry it's a medicine yeah that came out wrong we should edit that out
2: (laughs) well isn't there a bit in the old testament where david takes a young a young bride to keep him warm well he probably does
0: uh, you know what he was like.
2: Yeah, it always made me laugh because her name was Abby Shag, I think. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you couldn't make it up, really, could you? Anyway, there we are.
0: Anyway, listen, because of this, and this is very noble of you to be here, so thank, thank you. you. But because of this, um, we, one of our wonderful listeners has stepped right up to the plate. So this is an interview I was planning to do a little mm. bit later on. But the lovely Paul McGee, aka sumo man the sumo guy um he uh, has very kindly uh, agreed to do the interview early so we've got an interview coming up um and it's a very appropriate one at the start of a new year not that it's really new year is it as we all know it's march 25th it is or is it the March 24th, 25th but uh, not the no 20- it's definitely
2: 25th good it's
0: definitely 25th good i'm glad to hear that yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> Yes, that's very kind of uh, Paul. Yes. Appreciate it. And it's a good interview as well. Uh, He's a wonderful man. Lots of interesting
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... uh... Uh, dare i say other than covid how are you yes <laughs> feels a bit insensitive but you're clearly um, knackered and recovering now so
2: yes yeah. i am i'm a bit sort of wiped out surprisingly because yeah. you feel like you've got over it and then and then of course i've lost my covid virginity as well yes as you're not days. a novid
0: so anymore
2: I, I was i've been novid for three years and now i'm no longer that um you, are you supposed to get rid of those little test things Do you know the ones that with yeah. the two red things because i'm thinking of just carrying mine around and then you know if i'm in a boring meeting or something just producing it and going i'm sorry i've <laughs> i've tested positive <laughs> I've, I've got to get out you just holding it up playing it like a joker Yeah, just suddenly waving it around again. um yeah so uh yeah this has not not been great um uh, other than that it's very quiet here i tell you why because the storms have uh, damaged the local mobile um, have they, phone mast have they sunk so nobody can uh, nobody can ring me which is rather nice <laughs> oh that's why you've been
0: ignoring my phone
2: calls and messages yeah yeah i did I, it's i uh, no, no, i'm not ignoring i'm getting the messages i'm just ignoring those as normal <laughs> okay. but i but your phone calls i'm not receiving any of them because oh. uh, you know, normally we chat quite a lot, don't we? But we do. But uh no. So oh. got that. Um and then I've been watching the um I'm, I'm trying to sort of treat COVID with anger. Oh really. right. I think that's Okay. So I've been watching that drama with Toby Jones about the post office. <gasps> have you been We've watching? we have recorded that? it, but I know it's making people angry.
0: Yeah. I've it heard. is
2: unbelievably good and unbelievably outrageous. Terrific and shameful. And yeah and yeah so this is to do with the horizon scandal i don't need to yeah. go into the details of it you can find lots of stuff on the internet about mm-hmm. it where uh, hundreds of sub postmasters yeah. sub postmistresses lives were ruined by the post office uh, maliciously um suing them or uh, maliciously uh, prosecuting them rather. and uh, yeah it's uh, mm. it's it's astonishing so i've been watching that and getting very annoyed um,
0: well that, that's good nice to have you back to normal yes. yeah yes yes
2: so that's <laughs> sort of trying to ease myself it's like an athlete getting back into training really I'm yeah. just sort of <laughs> yeah. building up my, <laughs> my I could this, annoyance levels anyway that's what that's me how about you how about um, you
0: yeah well my, my brother is still with us um, those of you who know will know that um, my brother's very poorly and uh, he is, um, we assume, close to the end of his life, but you know, we actually think he'll outlive us all now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, he's not in a, he's not in a very good way. So um, so that that's constant. Um, I you know, Christmas was Christmas. We'll probably debrief more fully about this. Uh, I imagine uh, when you're feeling a bit better. But yes, it was yes. it was Christmas. It was lovely to be with the family and celebrate all that's good about life and i quite like the new doctor who so that's the big news i suppose from christmas yeah it was quite
2: fun wasn't it yeah it was fun yeah yeah.
0: Oh, yeah surprisingly uh i didn't think i'd enjoy it but i did so that was good um so shall we get on with the
2: interview yes i think so let's let's just well i'm still sort of vaguely up right? let's get on with this i mean um to set this up for us then paul we've known him for quite a while as a listener, we first met him at Lee Abbey because he came to the little retreat we did
0: down there, and uh we immediately realized how fabulous he and his lovely wife Helen are, and um they're just a you know just one of those lovely couples that you get to meet, and uh they're great uh, you know friends of the podcast friends to us and uh so I asked him last year if he'd be willing to do a- an interview sometime uh, which he was. And I think I say everything else at the start of the interview. So we'll just take it from there, shall we? Yes, let's do that. Well, uh, dear friends and listeners, uh, we've got a real treat for you at the start of the new year because here I am with uh, none other than Paul McGee, a.k.a. the Sumo Guy. Hello, Paul.
1: Hi, Joe. It's great
0: to be with you and Happy New Year to you. Oh, bless you. Well, you know, we're not really celebrating it because New Year is March the 25th, you know, as I think Nick and I firmly established.
1: I I thought it was March the 24th, but I'll let you off. Oh, it
0: might be. (laughs) you are off to a
1: great start. Are you a detailed (laughs) person? (laughs) Not normally, no, actually.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Well, I get my, I get my sources up to that immediately. But Paul, it's so lovely to have you here. Now, listen, at the front of one of your books, I've read some of your books. I've got one here. As well, I like I said to you the other day. I, I think I fear I've lent one of them to somebody else. But um, <laughs> but here's what your blurb officially says: Paul McGee is an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a performance coach, and, and something about you being a professor as well. But the, but the point is this: above all of all the many achievements that Paul McGee, the sumo guy, has achieved, You're a listener to the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast.
1: I am indeed. I absolutely love it. Saturday mornings are not the same without you. And by the way, just so you and Nick and any of your listeners, if you think, how can I really justify calling myself an international speaker? If you've spoken in North Wales or the Isle of Wight, I think that constitutes you as an international (laughs) speaker. But uh, yeah, I've spoken a little bit around the world. The university professor, in their wisdom or madness, whichever way you want to describe it, um, made me an, a, an honorary professor. So I'm, I'm a visiting professor at the wow. university. Wow! Although someone said to me recently, "What are you, a professor?" in common sense, and I'm like, "Thanks for your feedback, Mum." I was opening. Your door <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Well, before we get going, and I'd ask you what a typical
0: day. Just describe your home setup. I. Uh, 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 who's around you? A little bit about your background there, and okay. where you're where you're currently broadcasting from.
1: Okay, so I'm based now in Warrington, which, if you're not yeah. aware of Warrington, it's a sh- it's a small fishing village in the northwest of England, and my home is along the the banks of the River IKEA. All right, and- that probably has uh, confused a few people, but no, I'm so I'm a Manchester lad, but I live between Manchester and Liverpool now in okay. Warrington. And um I've been married to Helen for 36 years, got two children and two cats. The cats still are at home. Um The kids have flown the nest some time ago. Great. And of course, we first met, didn't we, at Lee Abbey when you came on the Mid-Faith Crisis Retreat or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. And I mean, I've, you know, it's been a, a journey for me in all kinds of ways, both from you know, my my sort of like early childhood days where um, I had the um, unenviable honour of having had four different father's figures by the age of nine wow. and run away from home at the age of 10. So not an, an, an easy start to my life. Yeah, sure. Um, fast forward a few years, I get this wonderful job. Um, and then within 12 months, I'm, I'm, I've lost it due to ill health and become ill with ME. Oh, golly. You know, or or chronic fatigue syndrome, as it's known. I spent three years on invalidity benefit. Uh, So I was labeled an invalid. I was 24 years old with a walking stick. And I had that label. And then, but. You know, over time, I made not a full recovery, but a partial recovery. Um, I couldn't get a job because no one would hire me because I couldn't pass a medical. So in 1991, I hired myself. I was flipping amazing (laughs) interview. I was the standout candidate, Joe. Uh, (laughs) Since then, yeah, I've written a few books and spoken in a few countries. And like you say, I'm known as the sumo guy, which... Kind of has two different meanings for it. It can. It typically stands for shut up, move on, which isn't meant to be as as um, aggressive as it might sound. But it can also stand for stop, understand, move on. And and a little bonus, sumo is a word, not as an acronym. In Latin, means to choose. And and I. Oh thought, wow! Our choices count. Our choices compound. Our choices have consequences. And and how can we generally? hopefully make some better and wiser choices in life so that's a very kind of like um wow yes yeah, my you. life so and what
0: does it, what does the day look like for an international speaker such as your good self what you know what typically
1: do you get up to well you know i'll wake up in a premier inn in a in <laughs> an industrial estate near telford um it can it can vary uh Joe. Yeah. so for me um, I mean, I work with, I say, typically the three P's. So I'll do a lot in the private sector, but also a lot in the public sector right. within the NHS and education. And I've also done some work over the years with a Premier League football team. So I've done Ooh. work with Manchester City, uh, probably mo- almost on, on a monthly retainer for five years. But I've been involved with them probably for over 10 years. Well, I'd keep that quiet because they're not very successful, are they? No, they've not done very well over <laughs> no, the no. It's a shame. shame. And, it, and the thing is, I support Wigan Athletics, so never mind. <laughs> but, so It can vary, but it, a lot of it is about speaking at events. So if an organisation says we want to have a team away day for our staff or we're putting on a conference and they're yeah. looking for a speaker. And to be honest, if they're looking for, and I'll say this in all humility, they're looking for a good speaker, but they haven't got a budget for a celebrity speaker, then yeah. I might well them niche. for them in that. <laughs>
0: Well, brilliant. So listen, now, in the spirit of openness and accountability, you know, my dear friend recently, Nick Page, uh, who is currently convalescing from COVID. uh, He he was recently almost stoned to death with fridge magnets when he attempted a leadership conference. So I think between us, we have a, a kind of healthy skepticism of, uh, you know, those kind of leaders who do motivational speeches and I can do it and you can do it. And, you know, all those sort of things. So as I've come into interviewing you, I'm just warning you, there's a background here. If I sense a fridge magnet coming on, you're going to know about it. At the same time, <laughs> what I loved about reading your books, like, like, you know, we are interested in wisdom. In fact, I think probably the older you get, that perhaps is one of the things you crave the most you just think you know oh, i've spent my whole life running around chasing material here. i i just need a bit of wisdom now, and i want to live a, a reasonably wise life and it struck me reading your stuff that actually what you've tried to do is just condense as much wisdom as you can into a book so you know you were right on the button of someone i wanted to talk to especially i think at this time of year because People are thinking about their lives. They are thinking about how they live and how they want or dream or imagine this coming year to be. So I was quite interested to sort of get you on because I'd like you to talk to our listeners. But I I want to ask you a few other questions. Um, You're a man of faith.
1: How, How, if anyway, has faith sort of shaped your journey into where you are now? sure i mean i was brought up in in a kind of roman catholic uh, background um, and so i always had this belief in god but as i've obviously described to you to say that my childhood was chaotic mm. was was an understatement but I'd, yeah. I'd be really you know honest with you joe i would say and as i reflect that in those difficult days you know, of different fathers and different schools and suddenly different siblings coming in and out of my life. Mm. My one constant was I had a belief in God. Right. Um, and when I was, literally when I was a child, because my mother had divorced, the, the church at the time, they might have changed changed it now, but they kind of like disowned her. She wasn't allowed to take communion or anything. Yeah um and i would be an 11 12 year old child um probably about that time i don't think i did it before then and i would walk 3 miles to my catholic church on my own and then walk 3 miles back um but but my faith evolved because how I best describe it is i i've been married to helen for for 36 years and We've got a reasonable size house. I run the business from here. We have a member of staff who comes in. So it's reasonable size. And we often have a conversation when we're not in the same room. And she'll be down in the kitchen and she's shouting something up or I'm in the lounge and she's in the office and she's shouting something to me. And there's that sense in which we're kind of communicating, but we're not in the same room and 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 i felt that was kind of how my faith was in those early days i had a belief in god and i was communicating but we weren't in the same room
2: okay. but then
1: i i got involved in a youth group when i was um 17 and um, the only reason I went is because it was full of flipping girls and there weren't many boys. And I went to an all-boys school and was desperate to get a girlfriend. And I was seen as the uh, the cool dude because I wasn't really going to church apart from my contact with the Catholic Church. And they saw me as the kind of, yeah, there's a bit of the cool guy. And all of a sudden I was really popular with these girls. And I thought, this is wonderful. And um, but then when they prayed at the end of like a youth meeting. Yeah. They prayed in a way that was different than I'd ever prayed, and it was praying as if the person they were talking to was not so much just in the house, but in the room.
0: That's interesting, and
1: and that became an evolution of of my faith because I did actually pray a prayer ultimately that you know God, if you are out there, and although I'd always prayed. To God, now all of a sudden, I'm really earnestly thinking there's something more to this than I've experienced so far. You know, if you are there, come into my life, and I'd love to report there was, you know, shooting stars, and I was overcome <laughs> with what would, of course, yeah. You know, what did John Wesley talk about? A strange warming of a the warming of the heart. heart. Yeah, none of that happened. But unfortunately, two weeks later, I won't go into it. But a rather challenging situation happened at home where I was being physically attacked by a family member uh, and thrown out of my home. And in the midst of being physically attacked, um, I had this incredible sense of peace come over me right. and, and it wasn't an audible voice, but there was almost this, the only words that could come, I could say that I could articulate of how I felt was I'm in control. and And I just had this incredible peace and the, the guy, the the Christian who I would taken the Mick out of at school, and only went to the youth group, um, and he was a bit, you know, he wore Jesus sandals, et cetera, et cetera, and he mm. was that typical, stereotypical Christian. Mm. But you know what? In my, you know, I was literally homeless. I packed a case, and the only person I could think of ringing was was my friend Graham. And um, and he picked me up that evening, and I stayed there for a few days. I lived in a caravan for a few days, and then finally, I was reconciled with his family member and did return home briefly before finally moving out permanently. So, my, my faith, you know, it, it's been quite mm. a journey, and I've, you know, I've yeah, I've all the full charismatic stuff, at John Wimber and signs and wonders. Yeah. And, and people who apparently in the 80s, I don't know if you know, but most of Britain, they had one leg shorter than me Yes,
0: you. indeed we
1: did. So go to churches, so there was always people with shorter legs. Um, But you talked about scepticism before, and I think yeah. I have maintained a healthy scepticism within my mm. faith. And I've had some of the most amazing, beautiful moments that have happened to me have come through Christians, but some of the most mm. crazy Painful mm. times. So when I became ill with ME, people were trying to cast demons out of me. Wow. Trying to be, gosh. You know, there's this phrase. I, well, I don't know if I've heard it or I've made it up myself, but some people want to be God's lawyers. All you right, know, God's defence lawyers. So they want to explain <laughs> on behalf of God what is happening to you. Yeah, and Job's I'm, friends, we call um, them. <laughs> yeah, I'm 24. I've got a walking stick. Elephant has to wash me because I'm so weak, and and I've got you know some doctors don't during an illness, but some Christians are saying this is God's way of getting you to slow down. And I'm like, this is not ultra helpful. But (laughs) but, but I don't want to be. I don't want to give a twisted view of my faith. Those negative, which you always remember, but there's always been you know some wonderful Christians who've supported me, encouraged me. And, mm. and challenged me along the way and it has been a roller coaster but mm. i'm i'm still i'm still um hanging on in there well you're a great encouragement to uh to nick and myself that is for sure so uh
0: listen uh, coming through that and and you know i feel like we've skimmed your life story quickly uh out of necessity really but i mean i know there must be so much there and i'd like to talk more about it all but where that's led you to now what would you say you're about I mean you know to use a to use a word what do you see as your mission why are you here what is it you want to bring to the world I,
1: I think it's very easy to dive in and talk about my work when I do that but I suppose I've got to think about my priorities which yeah. is you know what's my mission to be a good husband to do the best mm, I can there, to be a good dad to my two kids uh, and to be a good friend and and to you know uh, so that that has to be a, i'd like to say it's a given but i think it's worth mm-hmm. emphasizing because yeah. i think soon it is people thank you yeah very cool to what they call their ministry their oh, ministry, yeah. their mission and it's like yeah but how's your marriage how's your relationship with your kids yeah. still talking to you what about that friend who's unwell have you been reaching out to them have you been too busy but I suppose if I was to look at my often I describe sumo and I do get, you know, a bit like maybe Nick and maybe yourself at times that I think skepticism, as I say, is good. And some people are skeptic. And I just say, look, I just want to share some stuff with you that will help you maybe get the best out yourself, get the best out of others and get the best out of life. Because when we're born, we're not magically born with this instruction manual on this is how to do life well. And I have spent over 30 years, you know, drawing on ancient wisdom, predominantly, obviously, from the Old and the New Testament. But I see things that Buddha has said and done that that are of value. I would read what the Stoics have to say. And I would look at modern day writers as well and think, and and also my own research. You know, I mean, the reason I became given this title of a, a professor was because the university thought that, you have an ability to take, you know, psychological and some complex psychological ideas, but make them relatable and accessible to anybody and everybody. And I'm just always looking for bite-sized wisdom that I can share that can help people. You know, in my Christian faith, some people just, I don't know, I just see it as, I see the gospel as bigger. I see salvation as bigger than just simply you've got to say a prayer to get to heaven mm-hmm. and, about when you die mm. you know in, in some respects yeah. and this is maybe controversial if if jesus just needed to die and on that cross and and our sins are mm. then forgiven then what was the previous three years of his ministry about <laughs> yeah
0: exactly he
1: showed yeah. Us how to live yeah. and for me and it's, you know, I, I've i been influenced by, yes, by Rob Bell and by Brian McLaren, but I've also been influenced by N.T. Wright, you know, Tom mm. Wright. And yeah. he talks about, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, it's, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. And I just hope that we can all in our own different ways. Um, I've got my calling. I'm, you know, Paul talks about, you know, St. Paul about the running the race. Hmm. And I'm called to run a particular race. I'm called, you know, I'm a certain hmm. part. Deep. yes I get a little bit of profile as a result of that mm. but can I be good news to people and I'm not there to judge them on on their lifestyle and on their life choices yeah. but but can I be a bit of light and and this is where you'll throw a fridge magnet at me but I once just thought about this phrase you know can we sometimes in some ways lift people higher from mm. where they're at at the moment can we lift them higher whether that's Lift their spirits, their energy, or even lift their heads to to look out and to look around and be more aware that you know. Yeah. I say that life isn't a given; it's a gift. It's not a given, and I know that Nick and I rightly I agree with this. He hates that phrase, a thought leader. Um, maybe he yeah, does. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and people occasionally, which yeah. I don't like, but I'm a bit of a thought shaker. Do I get you to shut up being on autopilot and just get you to stop and to think and to reflect and to press pause? You know, and, and, you know, and and all the, the values of, you know, even if you said, well, did Jesus exist and did he rise from the dead? But if you look at the values of Christianity, if you look at this story, you know, I once said to someone, I was chatting to some friends who weren't of faith, and, and I said, do you know what? There's, um, there's, a, there's a story in John's Gospel of where a woman is being stoned to death, and they basically say to Jesus, what should we do? And he says, obviously, as we know the story, you who are without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that story, and then I said, do you know what? Even if it was made up, even that story was made oh, yeah, up, exactly. even if the whole of the Gospels are made up, wouldn't you like to meet the person who had the wisdom and insight to create a story like that? I said, I don't believe it was made up, but I'm just comfortable sharing my faith because I'm not trying to do it in an aggressive way. Yeah, that's right. And there's such wisdom. And
0: and the wisdom is not just for religious people, it's for all people. I remember when I was at at Redovare, you know, people would talk about discipling the church and we have forgotten about discipleship. It's all evangelism, but not about discipleship. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, "Well, it's not just. Surely we should be discipling the world. You know, if if you have to use the word Jesus, use it. If you don't have to use
1: the word Jesus if you think his teaching matters. Then it matters, and it's good." Someone once said to me, a high-profile evangelist in the UK. I might not mention his name. I don't know how we'd how whether he'd love to oh, be. Go a, on. Go on. <laughs> well, all right, I'll tell you. And he's a good friend of mine. But Jay John, who might yeah. seem to be a little bit differently to me on hmm. some things. But it has been a good friend for nearly yeah. 40 years. Yeah. And he encouraged me because he said, You're, the people you speak to, that's your parish. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I send out
1: a newsletter that goes out to about 14,000 people. All right, only four might open it. But the reality is, he said, you know, they're your parish. And we get on a regular weekly basis, we will get people reaching out either via social mm-hmm. media or email." Mm-hmm. Who, in a sense, got pastoral issues. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't go around telling people I'm a Christian. Um, I do get at, people ask me occasionally, they can kind of like hmm. I know they get some hints. But I, yeah, i, I we're not called to be salt and light to the church. We're called to be salt and light to the Exactly.
0: World. Well, yeah. no, let me, let's, let me hit the pause button there, because I, let's cut to the chase. It's, it's the start of 2024, it's a new year. We've got up to 18 listeners uh tuning into this now so what what can you share with our listeners at the start of this year that you think would just be some some a bit of wisdom that they might want to ponder
1: i think if i was i've actually come up with five points here for you oh Sha- well
0: done i hope they'll begin with the same letter
1: otherwise oh, you're not welcome yeah, we in this Baptist it, church i never made it, never- it as a Baptist minister. <laughs> um, but I think I'd like a one way you'd like to call it your five to thrive. But sometimes you, maybe it's just your. Five There's the French magnet. Your five to survive and thrive. Oh, i am got oh, you're flipping at me just above the <laughs> eye. But there are things on what can we do to to survive and thrive? And one of them actually is yeah. a phrase I use in my hippo book. Sorry, in my hippo book, in my sumo book is called Hippo Time is okay. What What do hippos do in mud? They wallow. Mm. And I think we need to give ourselves permission at times to go, you know what? I got a real setback, and that's fine. Digest your disappointment. Sometimes you've gone through maybe a divorce or a breakup in a relationship and you need to process your pain. Sometimes mm. you've you've lost someone close mm. to you. Yeah. Sick with your sadness. And so one thing I want to say to people is that this is not the motivational because I'm from Manchester, remember, not California. So not <laughs> say, look at yourself in the mirror going, I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger every morning. <laughs> I know Nick players by it, but he does it in the afternoon. Um, I'm from Manchester, so it's Mancunian motivation, no bull uh, as it is. So first of all, you know, sometimes you'll have those, those moments. And yeah, no it's, it's time, And it's actually valid. It's part of your journey. The other point that I'd say about hippo time is it's okay, but it's temporary. It's meant to be a detour, not a destination. But there are times when you're going to wake up for whatever reason, feeling a little bit low. Good to reflect on why that might be, but also just acknowledge I'm having some hippo time. I'm having a wallow and it's okay and own it. Those emotions are valid. We sometimes describe them as positive or negative and describe some emotions as negative, but they're still Valid, the part of being human. You know, wept when he heard about Lazarus's death. All those kind of things. So have some hippo time. Just remember, it's temporary. It's not. I like that. Thank you. Secondly, manage your mental diet. We talk about diet, and I'm sure it's a great topic for all of us at this time of year. Diet is not just what you feed yourself physically. It's what you watch. It's what you listen to. It's what you read. It's what you think about. It's what you talk about. It's the people you hang around with. I have a practice as my head hits the pillow every night. Um, I came across this phrase, what you take to bed with you travels the night with you. And I don't mean you teddy bear. Mm. And I think some people can take to bed. The last thing they think about is their worries yeah. and what they've got to do Yeah, to for sure. Yeah. I have what I call my thankful for. In Forestville, oh. F O U R. What are four things that have happened today that I am thankful for and appreciative of? And yeah. there'd be lots of different things from me the other day being in a park, I and mean, we went, Helen and I went to a children's zoo, believe it or not, yeah. full of kids and grandparents and parents. And there's us two, the only two adults on our own. We saw this golden pheasant. If you don't want a golden oh, f- yeah. pheasant, I really do. Lit, stunning <laughs> colours, you know, there's a, you know what the opposite of triggers is? There's this phrase called triggers. Obviously, what triggers you, a trigger warning. The opposite of that is a glimmer. And okay. glimmers are moments, almost like micro moments of awe. Lovely. And be aware of those. They are around us. Notice them. So part of my thankful for this week was a golden pheasant. You know, just to might shock you, but I'm sure as I'm drifting off to sleep tonight, Joe, you might yeah. be. What am I thankful for? Us having this conversation, me having this opportunity. It's a frightening thought. Think about what you (laughs) read, what you listen to, what you're watching, who you listen to. And remember, one of the greatest ways to get your boost of your mental diet is actually get out in nature. So have some hippo time. Manage your mental diet. Yeah. Just a little phrase. I don't need to say a lot about it. A to-do list will get you through the day. A to-be list will get you through life. And don't just think about what you've got to do today. Who do you want to be? Who, that's what great. Do you yeah. Show up as. Yeah. And that's really important about the character and about behaviour. Um. I'd also say this: go a little bit easier on the boxing glove. And and I, when I'm doing my talks, will um get out this big red boxing glove and talk about how easy it is to beat yourself up constantly, continually. Mm. I was once at a Christian conference. I was 18. I wanted to take on the world for Jesus. And, yeah. and someone from the platform said, never forget your scum. Now, that wasn't just... Lovely. A- yeah. everyone. But for years, it took me a long time to shake off that. Yeah. And I'm just a hopeless sinner and etc. etc. And I'm learning to be a bit kinder and have more compassion yeah. towards myself and also a bit more curiosity yeah. to understand why I behave the way I do. I want to... You know, yeah. I do think what is for us, not against us, and I want to be less. I want to go easier. On yeah, body. that's
0: good. And um, by the way, the science has changed because actually, we now know we're bacteria on a petri dish.
1: Absolutely. So we. Do. So
0: yeah.
1: Don't so we do? Yeah, I was just scum. <laughs> scum was good <laughs> compared to bacteria. <laughs> I was punching above my weight. Luxury you can only dream of being yeah. scum. So yeah. have some hypo time. Manage your mental diet, and remember, pop. Yeah. That is getting out in nature and noticing those glint yeah. moments yeah. of awe, um, yeah. and the I suppose the the other and and then the final one I would say is be aware of too much time travel, and that is spending a lot of time thinking about the past and maybe regretting the past. That's good, yeah. Or spending a lot of time thinking about the future and what if, and you know your brain cannot tell the difference between a real or a vividly imagined event. That's such an important thing to know, that isn't it? It really is, yeah. And therefore, at times we are thinking about the future, putting a very, you know, running a movie in our mind that is very negative, and guess what? It affects our mood, it releases cortisol and adrenaline, and you can feel some anxiety about something that hasn't even happened yet. So I'm kind of like, you know, learn from the past, celebrate some of the past, rejoice over some of it, but don't spend too long living there and being a bit of a broken record yeah. about stuff. Um, Yeah, you need to keep one eye on the future. It's good to have plans and to have maybe some goals, perhaps. But above all, remember that, as I said to you before, each day is a gift. It's not a given. And embrace now. Embrace today. So be aware of too much time travel. So I'll go through them again. Yeah, come on. It's okay, but it's temporary. It's a detour, not a destination. Yeah. Manage your mental diet, particularly think about that thankful for. Um, Yeah the to-do list but actually make it more of a to-be list go easy on the boxing glove and be aware of too much time travel now i reckon wow. you've only thrown one fridge magnet at me I'll yeah i it. think it's just I'll the one me. yeah just the one so far because that is great well thank you and thanks for making
0: them practical and uh if you could just give those to me i'll, I'll make sure they're up on the um on oh. facebook page that'd be terrific Paul, it's been so lovely.
1: If people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, The best way, if you could put anything about the Sumo Guy. So thesumoguy.com is my website. I'm on Twitter, X, at the Sumo Guy Instagram. Just put at the Sumo Guy. You will find me. Brilliant. That is great.
0: Uh, Is there anything else you want to say before we go?
1: Yeah, I suppose in the midst of everything, um, we... We, we're very critical about how people behave and, and, and how mm. bad the world is and all the darkness. And again, maybe there's a fridge ma- magnet coming, but be that spark in the dark, be that light. We, you know, people say social media is toxic. Well, I'm on social media trying to sp- spread positivity and laughs. Yeah. You know, don't. Don't curse the darkness, light the candle. That's a Chinese proverb. But let's just, in the midst of all that we are going through, even if we're going through our own struggles, you can still be a bit of light. You can still reveal in your own small way, whether you're saying hello to a a stranger, or as recently I have heard, if you're seeing someone who's homeless and you haven't got any money, still speak to them and ask them their name because they are people and they have an identity. And maybe in that very brief moment, you, you shed a little bit of light into that person's darkness. Be the light. Brilliant. Paul McGee, Sumo Guy, thank you so
0: much for being with us uh, today. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you, mate. Thank
1: and it's you. been an honour for me. It really has. Thank you so much. And keep up the great work, both of you. Bless you, buddy.
2: Great. Well, that was Joe interviewing Paul McGee, uh, the sumo guy. We'll put links to uh, his website on on our website and in the show notes. We'll
0: put the five things, the five little nuggets of wisdom that he shared with us. And I did enjoy this. I only threw one one fridge magnet at him. You may have thrown more. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. There are people who think this way. I've worked with quite a few yeah. of them over the years in terms of writing as well. Yeah. Who, who, who almost think in subtitles or book mm. titles or, or it's t- extraordinary. It's, yeah. It's it's very um, useful for what they do. I think you mm. know in, in the the re- ways of remembering it. Um, I think it's only kind of. It's only an issue if if what's being said is is cliched or or no. you know trite or whatever. But I thought what Paul said was great. Really. So did I. Um, I did like the idea of um, hippo time. I, thought, yes. I feel like I might be in that at the I moment. Think you, if I'm honest, I think
0: you spend a fair amount of time there. If I may. <laughs> <laughs> but, but
2: yeah, that uh, was good. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the idea that sort of negative um, emotions have a validity to them, you know, yeah. they're, they're kind of not to be, you know, just pushed to one side or, yeah. or treated as though there's something inherently wrong with you, but they, they have a have validity to them. I, I really liked that.
0: And and for me, the the, the standout thing or the thing that, you know, re- some things resonate a lot more than others, don't they? And, and I thought all of it was wisdom, but the idea of a to-be list rather than a to-do mm. list, I mean, that's such a mm. simple but brilliant idea, And it? It sort of chimes in with uh, the morning prayer, I sometimes say, but I now feel determined to do every day, um, which is, you know, simply, you know, who who do I want to be today? You know, and, and yeah. I love that actually quick off the mark, as soon as he said, you know, what are you about and everything? And, he, you know, he said that thing that I often thought got forgotten when I was at Bible college well, I'm about being a good husband and a good dad and mm. you know, being a good mm. friend to people and everything. And I, I love that sort of basis that reminds yourself you're not what you do. You, are, you It's who you are that really matters. And I'm glad he took us there. And I'm glad he reminded me that every morning I want to think about who I want to be in, rather than just rushing the, to the to-do list. What have I got to do today?
2: But, yeah, and the point about that is that is that. a... That's a really important calling. Mm. All our relationships are very mm. important callings to us, and we treat them as though they're not. We treat them mm. as though they're the secondary thing. The big thing yeah. is the big calling from God. You know, am I called to go to, I don't know, uh, Hong Kong and be Jackie Pullinger or something? When you know, all the time, as a younger Christian, that was the kind of thing. Your, your calling was yeah. the impressive thing. But but what if your calling, the most important calling, is, is the relationships you have? Because the truth is, most of what we do... Most of our stuff on our to-do list, even if it's really important stuff, even if it's major achievements, mostly it'll get forgotten. It won't be. It won't be remembered. It will not crop up in your eulogy at your funeral. No, but the relationships ex- are going to come into it ex- exactly. Yeah. And and that's really all you've got much control over. You haven't got much control over your legacy, to be honest, or or anything yeah. like that. But you've got a control over your own being, who you are. And so uh, yeah, I really liked that. Um, and I liked. I like the idea. Of, I like the idea of Mancunian motivation. Said. I really want to. I'd like to see more of what that is like. Whether that's sort of like Noel Gallagher shouting at you or something. I don't know what that is really. But yeah. but it certainly would be an antidote to the other kind of motivational speakers. That, yeah, exactly. That, that we get, I think
0: yeah it was really good and and very timely wasn't it right at the start of the new year paul listen thank you so much for doing that and much love Mm. to you and helen and and we really do appreciate you mate thank you for sharing some great stuff which he you know he really did think about what he was going to say to us on the podcast Mm. so really appreciate it mate. thank you uh anything else you want to say fella because i'm conscious that you should be going and lying down again (laughs)
2: um no i'm i'm that's that's very kind of you and it was really kind of you joe to do the interview and uh for paul to be interviewed i was really grateful for that so yes i should be back to my sparkling joyous self uh (laughs) next week no doubt really of course he will (laughs) unless i choose to hold up the little test again and play that card but uh yeah so uh Thank you to everyone for
0: listening. Yeah, and and also thank you to all the lovely messages uh, that we we got um, over Christmas and in the new year. Uh, We really appreciate them and all the encouragement in so many ways. You are genuinely beautiful people, listeners. Thank you uh, so much for that.
2: Yeah, and we'll be back with you next week. Uh, So see you then. See you then.